All right, welcome back, everybody. It's your boy, IT Professor. We are going to get into this week's market update as we close out the end of the first quarter. There's a lot of things going on right now that we need to pay attention to. And we are also closing out the month, which means there's a lot of reset as we go through the crossover for the Forex market and many other markets. So we're going to see how these things are going to close out. We're going to prepare ourselves for the next quarter and see if we can capitalize on a lot of information. Today, I am joined with Michael Franz, Mike, hey brother, welcome to the podcast again. Glad to have you today. Now, Mike, it seems to me, man, that uh, over the last 30 days, I've noticed a lot of volatility coming into the market these days, uh, a lot of volume, uh, people uh, uh, doing a lot with their money right now. And what do we think is going on really uh, with this entire situation? Because I have been able to myself uh, capitalize on a lot of good moves that were pretty solid in one direction, but then would flip, you know, and go completely the other way as if there's a stagnation. So um, there, they, they, it does consolidate in periods, but there's been big pushes uh, to the upside. We know U.S. 30 is looking like it's going to recover despite what we're seeing with the banks, despite what we're seeing uh, uh, in the news and in the fundamentals of things. But the, the, the volume and volatility increase, and, uh, even with the looms of what's going on, with China, which we'll get into, uh, what do you what do you feel about the vol volume and volatility that's coming into these markets? Yeah, I mean the the volatility shows that there's volume coming in, but it also shows there's volume coming out too. So, you know, what goes up must come down, what goes down must come up. So when we, it's it's about catching that right side of the market to be able to be profiting off of it, you know. But we've seen with everything happening right now, this volatility speaks volumes. Um, in the sense of what what people are trying to do at this point. It's almost like for me, when I see this, there's a scramble. People are trying to scramble and get some, get their money right. That's exactly because, right. because we're seeing what's happening. Yeah. Man, that's gonna uh, cause a lot of issues for a lot of people. And guys, that's why we wanna show up today because as traders, uh, it's very important that we stay aware of where the market's going and what it's going to do uh, in the future to affect us financially, uh, not just for the bigger banks, bigger companies, for those invested in stocks, for those in currencies, and then also those day-to-day nine-to-five workers, your pockets may be affected as well. How you live your life will be affected as well, especially as far as uh, your job situation is concerned, because we have also AI. So a lot of things we're going to get into today, AI, we're talking uh, hyperinflation and deflation, we're also going to be talking the pain ahead, right? The pain ahead is their looming depression. Um, we're also going to get into gold and silver and why it's important to be looking in that direction as of right now. Um, the monetary life cycle and we are uh, uh, taking it into the banks and their closures. We're also going to get into BRICS and what's happening uh, with the BRICS situation and these countries coming together seeming like, man, really against uh, the dollar currency and how it's going to affect the American economy. So um, we're going to get into this. And, and Mike's going to help break some of this stuff down for us so we can appreciate and understand uh, uh, what moves we can make going forward. Mike, lead us out here. Brother. Well, I mean, we've seen, we've seen what inflation has been doing for the past year and a half, two years. So it's been – you know, worse than ever in our lifetime. <clears throat> you know, I'm 39 years old and we hit the highest inflation rate in 40 years. So my whole life, I had never seen anything like this, you know, and there's a lot of people out there like this. Same. But Same. I think that, I, I think that uh, the way that we're being, we're, we're being hit with like a, a combination of punches, you know, and we can't we can't recover from one without being hit with the next one, but people don't necessarily see that. You know, that's the tandem. What is it? It's, man, the tandem of that over the last three years, getting hit with twenty twenty, followed up with uh, twenty twenty one. We had the crypto boom, then that crash. Twenty twenty two, we're starting to see the market start dropping off again heavily, and now going into twenty twenty three, we got these talks of the big bank closures. We got all these things going on. It's a lot, man. It's a lot to try to even keep up with. And I know even for the average person, let alone the forest trader, uh, could be blindsided. Well, I mean, they're, they're, everything that they're trying right now isn't working. But 
to me, it's, it's just the process of what needs to happen, period. You know, there's checks and balances for everything. If, if we think that they don't know what they're doing, I mean, we could sit here and say, ah, oh, these guys are assholes. They don't know what they're doing. They're the worst people in the They know what they're doing, guys. They know what they're doing. You know, um, everything is all in the timing. And you can't get, you can't go from A to C without going through B. And so, you know, these, these things, this is the checks and balances. Like, okay, cool. We have to, we get hit with the, the, the pandemic, right? Which is, it was another tactic to try and reset everything because like you were talking about, we haven't recovered from 08. Granted, there were rules and regulations placed in, in the situation in 2012 that made it not be able to happen exactly the same way but that doesn't mean that we were fully recovered we never fully recovered you know we as a country we as a country took a a massive gut punch and so to to reset everything we've had things happen and now we you know the biggest one with covid and look at what's happening in the middle class here the middle class is being affected so badly that we may see something here that we haven't seen in a hundred years what's that mike that's the great depression you know when you take out that middle class so there's there's always going to be and this 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 is accepting roles at this point right and it goes along with understanding you know the essence of what everybody goes for politically when they're talking about jobs and and equal pay and this, that, and the other, you have to have classes. Like it's unfortunate to say, but you have to have classes. And it's 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 not a it, from a, a liberal standpoint that doesn't that doesn't work for them. They want everybody here rather than here, you know. So I really needed to really come across to you guys that are watching that, yo, uh, 08's not over. We're still dealing with the fallout of that. We're still facing coming out of that crisis and and really dealing with it and not being aligned, uh, especially economically, to uh, take care of it in the proper way, uh, which is leading us into, like Mike's saying, depression looming. Will this cause a real crash? Now we have the currency, the dollar, not being used in core locations for port uh, that we had set up for many, many years. This is going to be a problem. And if we don't, as a, as a country, government, and everything, society, just, just accept the fact that here, the, the class system has its place. Right? This isn't an isn't a equal cross-the-board situation. Everything has a unique location. And if any part of it falls apart, it causes a whole problem within the system. Well, and how you work yourself out of that middle class is on you, right? And the the thing yeah, the is, is what we've been, what we've kind of been conditioned to understand is that no, I got to stand up for what I believe, and I I believe I'm worth this much money per hour compared to somebody else who may be doing more than than you, you know. But because you have some experience you know you're supposed to immediately get paid x amount of dollars this that and the other so no like everybody has to go through their steps i'm sorry but i don't think that the average mcdonald's worker fast food worker i don't think they should get paid 15 dollars an hour that's supposed to be a stepping stone job right that's supposed to be your like everybody's first type job is to go through a fast food restaurant, learn the ins and outs or whatever, understand. I'll tell you, learning the food industry has been crazy. There's a lot that you can learn in the sense of discipline, et cetera, when you work in the food industry. And so these are supposed to be stepping stones to getting better, but everybody wants a participation trophy in the sense of, oh, I want minimum wage to be paid this. And what people don't understand is that when minimum, when you, when you sit there and cry for it and you end up getting it, it's going to change the landscape of how everything works. Because now, once the minimum goes up, 
guess what else goes up? Regular costs, just in general. It's, and then it just becomes the norm. We're seeing it right now. <laughs> and this definitely just shows the lack of education amongst a lot of people when it comes to how the American economy is set up. Like you said, it's a stepping stone. These little jobs, these uh, 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 waitress positions, um, fast food working positions, that is entry level. You're then supposed to take that position and go into other ventures that will allow you to maximize uh, uh, your area, whether that means you to go get more skills, right? There's so many opportunities over many of the last 10 years to go get other educations that are skill sets you can do online, um, but you got to find that time. We do know that there are uh, pains in society that are going to cause people to have issues with making that adjustment, but this isn't a world where it's it's no longer you know uh, uh, not eat to be you know eat, eat or be killed like that's still the situation like you guys still got to get out here and hustle you still got to hear grind a little bit I know there's this this whole hustle and culture grind and people aren't with it but here's the thing man you live in America this is how the economy works don't forget how history has been for this country. And for you to sit here and act like you're in la-la land is exactly what, what, what the problem is. They have you in this, like my wife likes to say, pumpkin spice latte situation, right? You think everybody's all honky-dory because they protected you. Military, they established. The economy, they established. It's protect you. And that's the thing about it. For people who don't want to play at a high level, they will feed you. They will clothe you. They will take care of you. But they will give you the bare, bare minimums. And you're going to have to accept it. And like you said, with this change in, in, in income, when it comes to that change in income, all that's doing is uh, adjusting you and adjusting them to keep everything at the same base level. And then they just rise in the prices of, of the costs for us to live, man. Come on. This is, this is a real messed up situation, you know? Um, it becomes it becomes even more of a problem when we're talking about them now adjusting for the same people that have been complaining about minimum wage, the same people that want these um for a work weeks, but not understanding, again, the economy, lack of education, lack of information, you are screwing yourself because you're losing your benefits by going down to what, 36, 38 hours, Mike? 32. Four-day work week is 32 hours. Man, you're going to wish that you had those extra days. Yeah, you know, but but here's the thing. They're, that's trying to That's trying to settle the great what is it? What are they calling it? The uh, great resignation, right? Mm. Pe people are quiet quitting right now. And why? Because we learned during COVID when you can work at home, there's a little bit of extra freedoms here and there. So people were more productive in certain aspects. Like people would probably sleep an extra hour and then go double hard for the next hour, right? go rest or do something else, go run some errands and then work double hard the next hour to where the production doesn't, doesn't, doesn't lag yeah. nor, you know, and at some point it actually increases. Why? Because people had the flexibility of doing what they needed to do by working at home. Right. Right. Now by traveling back into the office, it's an inconvenience. People are unhappy, right? People are unhappy with what they're getting paid. Here we go with this, this, this pay structure shit again. You know, right now we can't necessarily have increases in pay, which we saw the average hourly work, um, average hourly earnings go down over the past, uh, over the past month. You know, that's not good because we saw a drop in 200,000 jobs from one month to another in the sense of the NFP days. Right. So the 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 downside is what we're getting to here with this with hyper deflation needing to step in here at some point right now with inflation coming up that's taking money out of our pockets right that means everything costs more so we have this little amount of money in our pockets right now right well what happens when hyper deflation comes in that little bit amount of money that you have is now worth this much <laughs> You know, you might at that. It's like we can't win even for losing. Right. I either don't have a lot because it's very valuable and, and the supply is hard to get in my own country. But if I were to travel, I could take ten dollars and turn that into a ton of money down in a different country. Right. right. 
But what happens when the deflation comes into play and then I can't go anywhere with my money because now it's just worthless. It's worthless here in my state. It's worthless here in my country and it's worthless outside of this country. You know, sounds like a plan to get rid of it. Yes, which (laughs) kind of comes into something that we've talked about a few times here, which if if we don't understand, you know, I think we were going to get into monetary cycles at some point. Things change when it comes into monetary cycles. And as of November, if you hadn't caught it beforehand, ISO 20022 is in the works and is off and running. It's off and running. And that is supposed to replace the central banking system. You know, and that central banking system is what we're built off right now. And they're trying to change something else in the back end that's based off crypto. You know, now they're we've said it time and time again, there's seven different cryptos to utilize within this system. But that just gives the need now to then have crypto around and working. You know, so these are interesting times and I never thought that I would be involved with seeing this and recognizing when things are happening and changing. But this shit is scary. It's scary as hell. So, you know, by witnessing a lot of these changes and how they don't give a damn who they hurt, who who gets screwed in the end, you know, you start understanding who you really need to have around you and looking looking around and being like, okay, what's important at this point? You know what I love about you bringing that up, Mike? And I completely agree with you as far as how those those prices are, are, are going to mess up a lot of people, uh, even with those, like we talked about earlier, even with those hourly rates going up. Um, we're going to see now this crypto phase. And the whole ISO thing is, is, is crazy to me because if you go in the Discord chat, guys, and check it out, um, I think we placed it into um, a podcast episode. But the ISO uh, 2202, Right, that's what it is. The ISO is already set up for banks to adopt and us to move in that phase, which begs me the question: With BRICS happening and then getting rid of the DXY, getting rid of the dollar, is you know now the United States focus to really maybe utilize crypto and, and, and find purpose in it as we make this digital transition? Does the United States think it's ahead of the game uh, due to that? Right, uh, due to knowing that China's making the moves that it's making. Will the digital space give the United States an opportunity to make some type of difference is, is a big interest to me. So those changes right there is going to affect the uh, economy and every day-to-day citizen who doesn't even know, you know how to position themselves. They've completely tossed crypto out the window, of course, after the last drop. And, uh, and the, the banks are in the back end making these types of digital moves me being the regular person, Mike, how can I make a difference, man? What can I do to my life to, to prepare myself if I'm not aware of these monetary cycles? I don't know what's going on, but I need to do something about it. Because even at a basic level, at least we do know that we can't tap into silver for those of us that can't afford gold. Um, let's move over into looking at silver, looking at 20, you know, I think we're looking at 30 $13 coming. Yeah, right. absolutely. 100%. I mean, here we come in talking about the classes of different individuals, right? Now, your higher class are going to be sitting here buying your buying the gold. For me and you to buy an ounce of gold, I'd rather put we we talked about this. I'd rather go buy 100 what is it 100 uh ounces of silver. of silver for every 1 ounce of gold. I'd rather do that, right? Because silver is at some point supposed to hit a thousand dollars an ounce. That same rate of return going to gold is going to possibly put gold at what did uh, um, the lady say? Fifteen k, right? Yeah, I mean gold to fifteen k, man. What an announcement right. to make! Which is which is crazy because what was it back in two thousand nineteen? We were talking about Mike. You really see gold to three k? Uh, yeah. 3K. Three yeah, K. Oh, I'm way off. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm way off at that point. I'm way off. At that point. You know, but the fact hey, that we see it going bullish is the important thing. You know, like seeing a need for the gold standard to come back. 
I mean, let's really talk about when we're trading, when, when we're talking about what's involved in trading and why are, what, what are we trading within Forex? We're trading the exchange rates between currencies, right? There's nothing backing this shit up. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, this, this is the value of each country putting a monetary policy in place what they can borrow, what they can let go of, et cetera, what can be relate, released off of off of balance sheets to to have your your country's currency at, should, the goal is to have it at a strong currency inside your country and out. But there's always going to be gives and take give give and take here with imports and exports and stuff like that being impl implemented. So when we're talking about gold and silver that is something that can always be fallen back on if right now the dollar is only as valuable as to you know how it's traded it's a paper it's a piece of paper it's a note right so i mean to be able to trade that at a, at a currency exchange counter in the banking system like in the forex system etc um the banks trading it on the back end literally trading it on the back end currency for currency i mean shit when when i bank for chase and if i go into chase and i say hey i need to convert x i'm going on a trip to europe i need to get some euros they give me euros guess what they've already done the original exchange and now because i'm buying it it's going to add into that even more Exactly. Those trades go into everything. Me spending my U.S. dollar over in Mexico is going to just cause things to move, right? But that's what it's built off of. It's built off of the use. Well, now for me, this becomes a pain in the butt because of me and police travel a lot. We love to travel. We still have travel plans. But now my dollar does not go as far anymore as to where I'm going. I mean, almost damn near is not going to be, you know, utilized at all in the country that countries I, I like to go to Mexico being one of them. Well, and consider when we talk about with hyper deflation coming into play and now that's good. It, may, it means that you can't even spend your dollar over there and, and get anything in return because it's worthless, you know, it's, and it just shows a strain on how this works. So when we're talking about transitioning backing that back into the gold standard, you can always rely on a precious metal because there's always going to be a supply and demand for it and how that gets traded and exchanged. People will always do something for gold and silver. They may not do something for a piece of paper that is worthless at some point. You have a $20 bill, but it's only worth a dollar. Literally, even though it says 20 on it, this literal value is nothing. Give me some gold and silver because I know that somebody else is going to take that, that I need to pay for their services. You know what I mean? Or their goods, if they have something that I need. It's a universal fail-safe, if you ask me, by utilizing metals. You know, right. And like I said, if we didn't have classes, everybody would be able to afford gold, but not everybody can. Right. You know, us middle-class individuals, we just have to be ahead of the curve to be able to go buy some gold. But how do you do that? You buy silver early enough. Exactly. You buy enough of that, enough of this, enough of that, enough of this. And then at that point, turn around, exchange it in for, into a whole bunch of gold and let that continue going up, up and up and up, you know? So, I mean, we don't tell you these things as if there's nothing that we can't we, we can do, right? We have options available to us, but only if we're active in getting the information, only if we're going to do the, the, the due diligence, go out and figure out, yo, okay, what? opportunities are out here for me to make some adjustments, make some moves to um, prepare myself for something like this. You know, when I started my trading career back in 2018, and it, it really just dawned on me, shout out to Will Smith uh, for putting me on, but dude, that opened me up to so much knowledge and so much criteria and areas I had I was completely unaware of. And as soon as I got that information, I started to see life change. I started to see things go different. I'm thankful for the people that told me, yo, Invest in crypto a little bit here and here, you know, for two to three years. Trey, yo, shout out to the brother Trey for putting me on that as well. He's like, yo, for the next two, three years, lock in, tap in, tap in, load it up, load it up. And I was even able a year later to inform my family as well once it really bottomed out 
uh, Trey told me about 2019, so 2020, um, when things really bottomed out to a location and then took off from 3K to 60K, I was able to, you know, uh, allow my family, put my family on, right? This information is crucial. This is why I love the fact that we do what we do, because becoming a trader, uh, ultimately, you know, more than being an entrepreneur, you're an economist. Right. It's up to you to understand that information and know uh, what to do and where the market is going at that time. Uh, so it's a very beneficial aspect of, of having this in your repertoire. So it was definitely fantastic. Right. Getting this knowledge. This is why I encourage, you know, encourage people uh, most definitely go do the research. I'm not telling everybody, yo, go join ITU, go join ITU. We're going to do what we can to, to make sure we get all the information here for you guys within ITU as students. But for those of you that decide, you know, this is not the location for you. There are many avenues out there that have uh, uh, this information and you need to be up on it. So I'm just here to help make people aware. We're here to help make people aware. This information has helped me, it's helped me position my family. Even now, the last few years, we've been able to make decisions based upon the information I've been able to gather now, you know, being in the Forex game, and analyzing these markets, being with a team of guys that's analyzing these markets, we're able to adapt and adjust uh, for our families. And you want to stay up on that. I mean, there's a lot of guys, even in higher class areas of the government, and put me uh, on to game, me being a government employee at that time as well, um, on, on the situation and what was really going on and how we really need to prepare ourselves getting the gold and silver. I've heard that tons of times over the last three years to stack that up. Uh, right now because things are going wild and if you're just getting into the workforce you're going to be affected by this you need to know what's going on so even um, when it comes to what this brick situation we're dealing with i'm uh, well aware of what's happening with the silk road right china has been working on the silk road for some time now and that's basically the ports that they've set up between those international areas excluding the united states we've known about this i've at least known about this since 2020 uh, thanks to, to, to the homie. I'm not going to put your name out there, but thanks to the homie for letting me know about that situation because now this also makes sense what's happening with bricks. Now, Mike, get, get, can we just get into bricks and, and break down what that is, how that's going to do, uh, deal with the marketplace, and how that's going to affect us as, as a citizen in the United States? So, it, it, bricks, if you're not familiar, if, if anybody's not familiar with it, it's the five countries that are Brazil. Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Okay. These areas, which now include Mexico. So we got to keep, uh, keep an eye out for Mexico because Mexico is kind of a sneaky country, very populated, very powerful, and everybody's underestimated their power. They're now part, part of BRICS. BRICS is a group of countries coming together in an emerging markets type fashion to, to have the fastest growing economies. Okay. That's the commonality between these. And that's what's funny about Mexico. We look at Mexico and the assumption is Mexico is a poor country, but that's not the case. Mexico is a very powerful country, believe it or not. Um, sure. And they're just south of us, right? They're just south of us. And we've chosen, we have chosen to create problems rather than try to become better allies in this sense. I mean, that's, I think, where, where the U.S. really screwed up. But... Nonetheless, these countries are, again, in the highest level of emerging markets for fastest growing economic growth with powerful, strong monetary policies for their countries as, as, as well. See, right now, because of everything going on, you listen to Jerome Powell and Jerome Powell, like they know what they're doing, right? But you listen to what he's talking about with our monetary policy, and it is in shambles right now. Why? Because they cannot control inflation. Inflation continues to go up. Interest rates are continuing to go up. And as we've talked about, that doesn't work. And we start seeing layoffs and firings and unemployment skyrocketing, right? 
and leading into the Great Depression. Couple, couple interesting things to look out for should we get into the Great Depression. Now, should we get into a second Great Depression? I don't know. Do we feel a depression? Absolutely. But you have to look at GDP. Once GDP reaches negative 10, which at one point we were at negative six. We were at negative six at one point. Um, that was at the height of COVID. Um, it was ridiculous, but we were facing a depression because once it hits negative 10 as a GDP, that's when we're in a depression. Okay. When we see, what is it, uh, three quarters in a row of declining GDP, not a certain number, just the fact that it's declining, which we saw four quarters in a row, we're in a recession. We saw, this is why people were arguing about are we in a recession or not. Strong job market, but yet we saw GDP go down for four quarters in a row. We are in a recession officially at that point. Now, we did rebound a little bit in the sense of GDP where I think it's at that positive two, was it 2.7%? But if we go back down, when we start seeing uh, layoffs start happening because inflation is out of control, GDP will drop. When it hits negative 10, we're in a depression. In 1933, which was the height of this depression itself, these numbers are staggering, by the way. GDP was at a negative 26.7%, almost three times as high as what it would be for just your bottom level depression. Unemployment was at a 24.9, so let's just call it 25%. 25% high, okay? That equated to, what did, what did we say it was in the, the thing I found? Was it 12.8 million people? Yep. Exactly. So now we're getting a little bit off topic here, but I'll wrap it all back up. I'll wrap it all back up. 80 million, I think, is ours, right? If, now? if we take it into time now where we've had population growth, this, that, and the other, yes, we will be looking at 25%. If we hit that again, we will be looking at about 80 million people. Now, does this make sense as to why we have certain things that are conspiracies, right, about COVID being a device, COVID being a weapon, HIV and AIDS being a weapon, stuff like this. Uh, what is it? Uh, H1N1, all the Z, uh, what was it, Zika? Um, yep. All bird flu, all, people were dying from all these things, but yet all these things were patented sicknesses, illnesses. Don't right? be ignorant. If I could just weigh in real quick on that, man. Yeah. Man, it's just very important that you guys aren't ignorant to the situation when it comes to these diseases. Like they are really, real aware. Most of the time, as much as they have the disease that's out there, they have the solution. Like you got to pay attention to the sleight of hand. I don't know if any of you guys are from. The Northeast, or you know, from New York or from California, LA, stuff like that, where it is a lot of that happening on a day to day basis in our government, it is the same place. So, you got to just pay attention, man. Pay attention. They are definitely going to utilize these diseases in one situation where it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Yes, a lot of lives were lost. So we feel for them most definitely. But how are they going to utilize this to try to utilize it as a capitalization? Uh, play or a floor to the people that are still living. right, right, exactly, exactly. So when we're facing <clears throat> when we're facing these type of situations, look, if we ended up with eighty million people out of jobs, that would be crazy. Like that would be something that we has never ever happened in the history of of life, oh, as far as we hurt. know. People hurt, bro. Eighty million is an astronomical number to even think about. People having these types of job losses and not being in a position to take care of themselves, relying on that nine to five, relying on that day to day money coming through. If this becomes that kind of situation, it's really going to be a lot hurt. Right, right. And then we're going to be looking to, we're going to be looking to a government that you know has has set all this whole thing up. How can you have faith in a government that brought this the way that it is 
and is sitting here lying to our faces when we can see what's actually happening on the back end. So this is kind of like a, yeah, wake up. People understand what's going on. I'm not taking anything away from what these things have done as far as the effect. The effect is unbearable. But nonetheless, like you said, they like these things have been used as tactics, right? And what these things also show is, from my perspective, heartless and gutless type actions, right? When people that we appoint as, as, as humans, as Americans, we appoint people in there to lead our country. And these things happen on their watch when we're supposed to be one of the strongest powers. So here's where we wrap it back in. Because America has always been looked at as a superpower. We've always had a strong military, right? And that's what everything was based upon. What happens when these countries say, we don't care about your military? Because guess what? We're going to assemble on the back end in a different way that you've never seen before. And if you ask me, that back end is definitely, uh, at least one of the things, is them getting and hacking the information of our F-35. So that's no joke. And utilizing in their J-20 jet, we are talking about World War III, bro. This is, this is some astronomical stuff to be hacking into an F-35 fighter jet and getting that kind of information. It's not Right. And so when it's almost like, okay, what, how would that happen if that's supposed to be classified information anyway? Damn. You know? like someone has to be able to give it out or it's being given in exchange for something else period because that's supposed to be information that's on lock you and i can't know about that but you're going to tell me a whole country's government knows about it that's to me it's like there's right. there, some sign up yeah so when we're talking about BRICS. BRICS was a group that came to form to actually exclude America in this, right? So these five countries, and now six countries have come together and fastest growing economies, but it's all coming together also from the standpoint of oil. When you control oil, you control the world. Yep. We know that, right? So ask yourself this as well. Biden is pushing for what electric and clean uh, clean energy and electric vehicles this that and the other right well that, uh, rewind a couple weeks ago he approved for drilling to start happening in alaska so we could start using our resources all of a sudden why would he do that right. well because around the same time china uh is it emperor is he is he an emperor or president. Uh, Either way, Z goes over to the Middle East and negotiates a peace between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Now, we're talking about two heavy, heavy religious com uh, countries that have been going at it for hundreds of years. Hundreds. And all of a sudden, China can put that to an end. And they're talking about bringing them both into BRICS as two more countries. It's this, is scary. this is scary, guys. It's scary, but it's happening. The Avengers, this man. Is why, this is why, yeah, but we're being treated like we're Thanos. Facts. But I guess the question should the the real question should be is why wouldn't we be treated like Thanos? Look, I'm gonna say that, dude. I, I get it. If if that's the perspective, if that's the idea, if that's how they're looking at things, if we go back in history, look, America ain't got the best track record out here. And I've traveled a lot, so man, I know when you go overseas, Americans are treated substantially different, and 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 not looked. As high as we think we are. Yeah, facts. And it's okay. And what's the, what's the how, how's it go? Like you don't have to love me, but we have to be able to work with each other. 
right to, to sustain and the thing was though is that not only did these countries not like us or love us but we weren't willing to work with them to make it an easy process our government has taken taken into consideration uh, these different terms and different presidents and what they've done uh, they've taken advantage of a lot of situations since the beginning that's never you know but this is politics. This is how this is American politics. American politics is terrible. Straight. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's to terrible. Say the least, for sure. For you know, sure. so we so got is, we got what, we uh, campaigning. Yeah. yeah, but we got campaigning coming up in a year. Yes, one like, year. Ah, man, perfect timing for a looming election on the line. Like nobody's forgotten about. Biden and Trump debacle. When we traded that last time, that was a complete nightmare to deal with. And honestly, it was the best to kind of stay out the market, even though, you know, Trump's tweets gave us a little cash here and there. But for the most part, it was a nightmare in the markets. And that hasn't changed now. We still have the loom and doom of the Trump and, 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 and Biden hate going back and forth. And now you add everything you just talked about on top of an election uh, uh, following right behind that. Right, but this this is exactly what I think they want because everybody's going to go panic vote. They're going to panic vote. If he decides to run again, even with a, what is it now, 41% approval rating, which at one point was 33% and like the lowest of any president ever in history, right? If he decides to run again for a second term in a row, and he's either probably going to have to go against Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. Donald Trump gets arrested. You can kiss that goodbye. But either way, it's probably what we're looking at. I think people still continue to vote for Biden because then they want him to finish the job. You got us in this and get us out. You, yeah. get, you got us in get us out. But the question is, is, is he intelligent enough to get us out? Right team around him and his intelligence have to make it happen and or at least get out before the fray. Those well, I, I think he, I mean, I, I think, I think the war happens on his watch. If that happens, if, if he goes in for a second term, I think we, and it could, it may not even be him. It may be him getting elected. And then within the four years, stepping down at some point, letting Kamala take back over. I'm and that's kind that. of, I, <laughs> for, for the shit where Kamala leading the pack doing some shit like this. I, I don't know. Um, part of me says, part of me says, no, I don't want that to happen. But another part of me says, yeah, I want it to happen because really? sometimes, yeah, sometimes like, people don't learn until they actually get hit with, you know, whatever truth that's in their face at that point and the actions are going to speak louder than the words the actions you and i can sit here and we can already see what needs to happen we know what type of individual this this is and no i don't want her taking control but there are some people that do and they're not going to learn until she actually is and seeing what happens unfortunately we're going to have to be at the the mercy like right now we can sit here for anybody who voted for joe biden we can sit here and say oh well guess what this stuff is happening because we didn't we were three years into something that could have been completely different but we're not my pockets are hurting my wallet is hurting my refrigerator is hurting you know like it's hard to eat these days you know what i mean like mm -hmm. there's people that are out here suffering mm -hmm. you know and like you said, no, no president wants any of this to happen on their watch, but it's going to have to happen at some point. Right. And but somebody. what, I mean, that's, that's I, where does it, where does it come to the point to where people learn before they actually make the decision anymore? Here's the thing about people not bumping their head across the table. We, 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 <laughs> me and Felicia say this all the time. People are, uh, people are hard headed. People can be very, very, very hard-headed when it comes to prioritizing the right information and, and aligning 
with the right information that's going to help their situations, right? Um, and, and of course, we're here to be that source, but with the team that we have in front of us, right, our presidential team, um, I don't know if I feel very comfortable with that team leading us through some type of crisis like this. When we're talking about Kamala taking the lead, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I would rather have somebody in line that's going to step up to the plate like we talked about earlier, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's an Avengers Thanos situation. If we're going to say that this is the Thanos of this planet, bro, you better get the snap in, man. <laughs> it is, but we're seeing something like, <clears throat> as far as any form of a reset, we're we're living in it right now, you know. And I was talking. Shout out to my buddy Justin. Justin has been rocking with me for years. Um, through you know previous companies, etc. Yeah, he and I were talking the other day because we share we share things through Instagram, and um, I was telling him the same thing that we were talking about, which was about the brick situation. And he said, dude, I've, I've been kind of out of the loop on some of these things because he was going down the rabbit hole too much. And I was doing the same thing. You know, at some point, you kind of just need to accept that shit is going to be happening. We're going to be the ones that are going to take responsibility for it. And unless people start changing the way that they think it's going to continue to happen over and over and over again. Like, like what we're dealing with is just absolutely insane, man. We're, we're really, really crazy times. Things I, I had no idea was coming out. For those of you that of course, my age, you know, maybe you and your family had no idea as well, but how, you know, we gotta, we gotta deal with this is absolutely insane. And, and another thing, is did they even uh, make, was this an awareness once they were putting Biden in office, right? It could have been a place in the jump. Like, this is this is a lot to take in and, and, and a pill to swallow, you know? You know, Mike, with something like that, I got I got to put the message out there to ask this generation, my generation, bro, step up, realize this is our time. Like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime for us. We have more than enough access to the, to the things we need. I know, especially if you come from where I come from, maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know how to move. You don't know what to do. Maybe you don't know the next steps to go from where you are to the next level. That's because we wasn't provided the right information, man. I was in rooms I know in high school that um, allowed me to get a lot of information that allowed me to put me in itself, myself in the position I am now, just staying aware of things that I call I of. So if you're not aware of the situation, you don't know the next step. You don't know how to move. Dude, I'm trying to start a business. Dude, I'm trying to get a real estate. Dude, I want to learn how to invest. Dude, I want to learn how to trade. Whatever it is, bro, I would love for ICU to help get you into that path. But even if this is not the step, dude, use YouTube, use Google, use baby pips, use anything you can to get the information you need to make a difference because it's about to get real out here. You need to be ready. You need to be prepared. Like, you got to understand the American economy operates on business ownership at the highest of levels. You know what I mean? Real estate ownership at the highest of levels. Land ownership at the highest of levels. But they fed us the game into the nine to five. They fed us the game into the employment system and things like that. So it's important that we start to make the moves and make the moves necessary. And for it's one of the vehicles that can help. And we've put in the time, we've put in the last four, five, six, seven years and putting in to getting this information and studying and crafting and, be, and building a, a foundation for people to, to thrive on. Yo, this is what I to use all about. This is what we want to make happen for uh, the, the people out there that are, that are trying to be like, yo, this is where I'm at. How fast? How can how can I get from where I am to where I'm trying to go with the information you just provided to protect myself and my family? We can all make sure that happens right here. Any yeah, last thing? Yeah, I'm 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 curious just to kind of think about this in the grand scheme of things. Thinking of these numbers that we were talking about, as far as like comparing the Great Depression to what's happening now and what yeah. could happen, like the numbers wise, right? You know, it becomes more of a more valid question of what happens to the Forex market, especially if the the currency that the world is based upon, which is the U.S. dollar, goes away, you know? Because the, the thing about it is, Luke, it's the market, bro. The markets are going to be, you know, even if this all goes down, hey, things go left, right, and the third, right? Uh, we know the dollar backs the market currently, but 
they're going to switch the situation. The people that make money that way is global. Okay. So getting this skill set right here, it, in my opinion, is the best one you can lock down long term. It's the best one you can have in the back pocket, you know, to, to, to utilize no matter where you are on the globe. As long as we, you know, of course, maintain technology the way we've maintained it, which I don't see that changing for our generation, maybe even, the, you know, the next one or two. So take advantage of the programs and the education systems out here that are going to give you the right information. Not everybody's going to be right. You're going to have to siphon through a lot of the, 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 the knowledge out there. But dude, you come straight here to ITU, we've already gone through the ups and downs. We've already siphoned the headaches and the hell that comes along with learning the forex game. So that's why we come, you know, right back in to give it to you to throw in your back pocket. Thinking of the forex market, we're we're changing, we're we're trading the exchange rates. Well, if we have to go back to a gold standard where exchange rates don't matter at that point, still would, would be you know until there's a recovery. But if you take out the U.S. dollar as the foundation and it crumbles and there's no exchange rate, then yeah, I'm curious how that would work. Like I don't have the answer. I'm asking this as a rhetorical question because for sure. You know, this this is something to kind of think about because if this isn't a get rich quick scheme, you know, trading is, is a valuable thing. But it also speaks to the urgency depending on how long this whole thing is going to last. We saw with it, you know, 100 years ago almost, that session in life, that Great Depression lasted 10 years. 10 years. And most, hey. most, most profitable traders didn't start getting profitable until year three or four. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about it now, uh, I wouldn't be thinking about it too much longer. Make your decision. Man, Mike, now we're talking about the fall of the forex market, man. That definitely come about within you know five to ten years so with that being said guys protect yourself watch out dude this is even something we're talking about offering an education system you that's going to lock in the skill set for you to put in thousands of dollars in your pocket in these years before the possibility of a depression is going to give you the opportunity to get your shekels get your silvers get your gold and protect yourself out here it's really 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 uh, a monumental uh, that you become aware of what's happening uh, and, and put yourself in a position to do something about it. Literally, Forex is the fastest way I know to go from where you are to the possibility of being in the position to afford the things you need to afford uh, to invest in to make sure if a depression happens, you are protected. Mike, thanks for joining us, brother. I'm holla at all of you guys in the next one. This is your market update into the first quarter. Peace. Thank you.